0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah,
1: could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee?
0: And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Right, it is noon on a Thursday. It is time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron?
2: So the Suns got blown out on national television in a marquee matchup versus the top team in the East, falling to the Celtics 125-98. to Here's Suns head coach, Monty Williams. I
3: bet that was not what we've been used to around here. And um, not many times have I felt that way about a game where I just felt like we physically didn't handle the hands-on bodies or whatever it was and then you know we just missed so many shots Uh, I think we started out like one for 15 from three or something like that and that was you know and then they were hitting shots I mean they had first three quarters 31 38 35 you know we just didn't play defense to the level that would at least give us a chance and it wasn't like they were running tricky stuff
2: so, our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at Arizonasports.com, and it asks What is your panic level after the Sun's blowout lost the Celtics on Wednesday? <laughs> your choices. Highly concerned. Somewhat concerned or not concerned. It's just a tough week. Well,
0: I'm not, I'm not <laughs> highly concerned. <laughs> I mean, I guess of those three... I mean, come on. Of those threes, I'm probably going to still say not concerned. Oh, you're
2: pressing the panic button. You're like...
0: Of those three, I would still say not concerned. It's just a tough week. But I just remember at the end of last season being like, well, they just had a tough week at the wrong time. Yeah. I'm already seeing the super fans out there. They're like, you're not a fan if you think there's anything wrong with this team. I can tell you, as this team is constructed right now, they won't win the title, and they should be title contenders. So... You, you can be a fan of a team and think, hey, this doesn't totally look right right now. Yeah, define somewhat. <laughs> what
1: is somewhat concerned? I went, I went not
0: concerned. It's just a tough week.
3: That's, that's going to yeah, be my vote. No, but, man, I'm
0: just, something's uh, up. Yeah, honestly, uh, I
1: would have to go, if pressed, based on our needs, I'd have to go with not concerned. It's two games that we saw. All right. <laughs> Yes, it looked an awful lot like Game 7 of the Mavericks series. That's why. Yes, I understand. You lost to the Mavericks the same way. It was non-competitive. You
0: were out of a game in the first half. In the NBA. Out of the game in the first half. Game 7 at home. You're 100% right, Wolf. If they had gotten to the conference finals last year and lost to the Warriors in five or six games, these two games this week would not bother me at, <laughs> all.
2: at right, all. Right, right.
0: Yeah, Seriously.
2: so let, I'll believe it when let I me just it. say,
1: um, define somewhat. That's my answer. All right, <laughs> so
2: 41% say they're highly concerned, Ooh. 38% say they're somewhat concerned, and 22% say they're not concerned. It's just a tough week. I think you both were talking yourselves into liking that <laughs> answer, but it's your answer, so you can choose to pick what you want, Matt. But that makes it two games in a row where the Suns just didn't look like themselves. So, how do they respond? Here's Devin Booker.
3: I mean, today makes two in a row, so, you know, it's just a it's a different energy. Um, you know, we understand we have to fix something and we have to handle business, so, um, you know, we have a long flight to New Orleans tomorrow. Um, we have time to regroup and think about it, and... You know, it feels like that game should count for two losses, but, you know, good thing it's only still one. But, you know, I feel like we're at the meat of our schedule. We have some pretty good matchups still coming up, and, you know, we have to be ready to go.
2: What do the Suns need to change?
0: See, let me go back to draw the distinction here. I think what Devin Booker just said right there, you can approach this as, okay, something needs to get fixed. That, are you saying that is being concerned? Because I hope internally they're like, you know what? Something needs, we got to, stuff we got to work on. I mean, that is what the regular season is for. What needs to change is, honestly, when are you trading Jay Crowder? Like, this is an asset on your team that was a starter last year. You're clearly never going to bring him back. He's just sitting there at this point. Like, don't you kind of need to get a wing that can defend? Is that pretty clearly what it is now? We're We're not sitting here evaluating what you need anymore.
1: You know, for me, I'm sorry, but watching last night's game and you've already hit this a couple of times so far, this broadcast, but what needs to be fixed, the physicality of this team needs to be fixed. Last night, that was on display for everybody to see. The Boston Celtics were more physical. They defended better than the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Suns this is part of their culture this is part of who they were and I don't know if you can fix the physicality I know Jay Crowder brought a lot of physicality to the floor I know he probably impacted a lot of guys around him in terms of playing defense we've not really seen the Phoenix Suns lock it down against a good team on the defensive end of the floor in win games in the fourth quarter, the way that we saw them do over and over and over and over again last year. We haven't really seen the consistency of that this year. Over and 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 over. Think about that. And over and over and over and over and over again.
2: You went full on Marshawn Lynch.
1: So awesome right there. But you know what? Honestly, that's what they need to fix, in my opinion, is their mentality. It was so strong last year. They need to show that mentality once again this year, that physicality.
2: The Cardinals are getting ready to face the Patriots on Monday night. So as they head into week 14, have we seen the full potential of the Cardinals offense yet this season? Here's Hollywood Brown.
3: Not one game I could point out where I say we played a good game on of offense. So for us, it's like, it's inevitable. Like, we got we to go out there and we got to do it. I mean, we got five games left. It's either we're going to show it or we're not going to show it. So you know, that's something that we got to do. Will they show it? You know, I think they will. Yeah. Um, Does
0: does showing it, does that necessarily guarantee a win? I I don't know. I I, I don't think, I don't know who I would pick in this game. I mean, the Patriots are are right on the verge of a playoff spot, but I I don't think we're going to see the Cardinals quit. I think we're going to see an effort similar to what we saw from them against the Chargers, which more often than not would be enough to win the game as long as you do it in the fourth quarter, too.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that Hollywood brought it right down and boiled it down to that. Right there. That fact. We're going to show it. We got to show it. We have to show it. That's what it's all about, man. Do it. This is a meritocracy, the ultimate meritocracy, the National Football League. Go do it.
0: Don't talk about it. We got to show it. We got to do it. Well done. What did uh, DeAndre Ayton say in the offseason? He could show money better than he could tell Yeah, him. thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. We come back. It was another non competitive game for the Phoenix Suns last night with everybody watching. So, just how big of a deal actually is this? We're going to get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is an ironic song with the game last night because the game last night was not good at any points. Was that game competitive? At what point in that game, Wolf, were you watching and you're like, this feels like Monday? <laughs> it felt like Groundhog Day.
1: Yeah, you know, when it was 40 to 24, as a matter of fact, when the Celtics hit a bucket to make it 40 to 24 with 915 left in the half. Yeah. That's when I started going, oh, no. Oh, no. 16-point lead. Oh, no. Just uh, ice cold to start the game, man. And that is always a pretty good indicator as to how
0: it's going to go with this team. If, in fact, they're ice cold. I can tell you, even being down 45 or whatever it was to uh, Boston. 45. (laughs) Just just think about that for a second. Down 45. Just let that wash over you. There okay. was a point where, what was the score? Boston basically had twice as many points as the Suns, and we were in the third quarter. Yes, <laughs> like he not Yes, so I can tell you though, even 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 that, and I think most Suns fans would agree that was not nearly as annoying as losing to Dallas. You know, the Celtics, whatever. There's, I, I don't. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy that last night. That sucked in every possible way. But it was. It's still. You didn't have Lucas smiling in your face the whole time. You were falling behind now, by 25.
1: You're right about that. But it did remind me of um, the Suns and the fact that the Suns' culture was so strong. And now you, you, you know. I'm not saying that it just dissipated because they played the Boston Celtics. But watching the Celtics. You've already talked about it, but it was watching them be more physical, be more physical on the offensive end and more physical on the defensive end, watching them go about their business, man. There was no doubt about it. It was it was a physicality that separated these two teams.
0: I don't love the idea that there are teams around this league now that feel like they can push the Suns around because... This is, as we parse this out, and now it's been, you know, 12, 15, 16 hours since that game ended, um, what I keep coming back to is, again, it feels like the end of Game 7 last year, it's not the loss, it's not, okay, you lost to the Boston Celtics, all right, well, everybody's losing to the Celtics this year, okay, well, you were down by 45, all right, well, that that's, there's a red flag there, but to me, it's not the loss, well, if it's not that they've lost two games in a row, it's that... Last year, I don't feel like last night would have ever happened. Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference. Setting aside the last week of the playoffs, obviously, right, right? But but it's it's the combination of these last two games feeling like Game Seven against Dallas, and and the fact that. This Suns team, DeAndre Ayton said it in that clip we played earlier, they don't lose two in a row. Well, they just lost two in a row, and the second game was worse than the first one. Yeah. So there was no, like, hey, we went out there and we played better, and Boston just played a great game. No, it was like we got run off the floor on our home floor halfway through the first quarter.
1: Yes, I I just want, you know, again, um, think of the first half right now because the Suns were thoroughly and soundly outplayed in the first half, and then it got worse in the second half. Stop and think about that. But I want to. Here's some some first half numbers for you. Here, um, as we talked about, ice cold. They shot 33.3 percent from the field in the first half. 33 percent. One of 16 from three. That's a six percent shoot right there. <laughs> That's not That's ideal. Six percent. Yes. Um, from beyond the arc. Nine turnovers. Nine. In the first half, defense was abysmal, man. They allowed, what, uh, 51% from the field? The Celtics, 51%. They were out-rebounded by the Celtics. The Celtics, in the first half, had more assists, more steals, more blocks, more points in the paint, more fast break points, more everything than the Phoenix Suns. More everything. Thoroughly outplayed
0: in the first half. And then it got worse. That is the weird part. That's the weird addition. To a, to a, you're going to have bad losses, but that's the stuff that garbage that started at the end of that Maverick series yes. last year, it was bad. It was bad. It was, and then it got worse. Right. Why does it get worse? Where's the sun's run? Hey, where's the sun's run? You're down by 28. Okay. Well then they cut it to 12, but you know, you fell too far behind, but you lost that game. Okay. That's fine. It, that's different than you're down by 28 and now you're down by 45. Yes. And so that's what I keep coming back to. I, it's why I don't want to hear that. Well, you're not, you don't, you don't know this team. If you're concerned, No. I'm concerned. You should be concerned. I think they'll figure it out. I do think the Suns will figure this out. Right. But this doesn't look like the Suns. It just doesn't. You, if you think this is what the Phoenix Suns should look like, you've never watched the Suns before.
1: <laughs> yeah, for me, it was one of the most disappointing elements of it. Where was that run, man? Where was it? Um, I remember it being 24, 26, 28. And I remember Eddie Johnson on the broadcast saying, you know, you just got to get it to under 20. You got to get it to under 20. And then, of course, he stopped saying that near the end of the third quarter where they were down by, you know, 45. Just got to get it to Um, under 40. You know, it just, to me, where was that run? Just like the Mavericks game. Just like the Mavs game, the last Mavs game they played regular season, and just like the the Mavs game, the first game they played, the first game of the season, where they were down 22 at the half. They at least made a run. And they made a run and And came back and won the game. You, You were expecting a run, and you never got it, man. That
0: disappointed me tremendously. Because part of what was ingrained in this team's character last year was resiliency. Oh, yeah. And there's now been a few games. And, you know, really, what if they played 24 games this year? 25 games. Okay, so now, you know... Now you've had two really bad games this year plus another half of a really bad game. And then if you want to add the last two games of last year. So now all of a sudden it's like, you know, five year last 27 have been horrible basketball games. That's a little bit different when you look at it that way because such a characteristic of this team was, okay, you're going you're gonna to push us around in the first half, we're going to come back in the second half. And you can see it in these games where you know, we were talking earlier, at least find a way with your defense to hang around. Monty Williams said that after the game, find a way with your defense to hang around, and because if Devin Booker is cold in the first quarter... If you hang around, Devin Booker won't be cold in the fourth quarter. But if you're down by 45, it doesn't matter if Devin Booker is right. going to be able to find
3: a shot in the fourth quarter. Uh, here is Monty Williams after the game. That was not what we've been used to around here. And um, not many times have I felt that way about a game where I just felt like we physically didn't handle the hands-on bodies or whatever it was. And then, you know, we just missed so many shots. Uh, I think we started out like one for 15 from three or something like that. And that was, you know, and then they were hitting shots. I mean, they had first three quarters, 31, 38, 35. You know, we just didn't play defense to the level that would at least give us a chance. And it wasn't like they were running tricky stuff. I mean, they they got a number of and ones. I think they had seven. Three throws in the first half. I'm not quite sure, but it seemed like there was at least three or four and ones, you know. And so those plays against a team like that that's switching, you allow them to get a bucket and stop the game so they can set their defense. So overall, it's just an unbelievably tough night. Man, um, yeah, it was. It was really
1: tough, super tough to actually watch that um, against the best of the best the Boston Celtics, and for that game as well to be non-competitive. And that's what it was, Luke. It was a non-competitive game. Two games now, two in a row, that we have seen the Phoenix Suns, one of the most hyper-competitive teams that I have seen play the game of basketball Mm -hmm. over the last few years. The Phoenix
0: Suns, non-competitive in two straight games. When that, when that has been your identity, I mean, we talked about this on Monday before the Dallas game, Wolf. They had, at that point, they were 16 and 7, right? Yeah. And I'll throw out the stat again. Five of the seven losses were by two points or less. Yes. So if you're going to beat the Phoenix yep. Suns, that's fine, but it's going to come down to the very end. You're going to have to give Jeremy Grant the ball and let him walk 18 steps and travel. You're going to have to get in DeAndre Ayton's head at the free throw line. You're going to have to beat him in overtime. You're going to have to beat the Suns by one or two points. It's going to come down to the last second. The last two games have been done in the first quarter, it feels like. And so that's like when things aren't going well, don't you kind of fall back on your team identity? Like you may have a bad shooting game, yeah. your team identity can't be hey, we make all our shots cuz that's not that's not reliable. But your team identity for the Phoenix Suns has been you may beat us, but we're going to you're going to work for it till the very last second and then we're just going to respond by winning the next 8 games anyway. Yeah. And for whatever reason these two games in the end of last season have been like you can break us in the first quarter and that just doesn't fit with what we know about this team. And the next time we talk about this, man, we gotta talk about um DeAndre Ayton,
1: of course. We gotta talk about their their four best players playing
0: poorly. Yeah. We're going to get into that. We're going to have Kellen Olsen join us, too, so we're just basically going to yell at him quite a bit, too. We've we've got a lot (laughs) more sons coming up. We'll blame him for it. Text us your thoughts. I just saw him walk by, so we're definitely going to yell at him. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. we come back, could the Cardinals' defense potentially steal a win against the Patriots on Monday? We'll discuss that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The Sports Leader. Uh Now you're talking
1: to me, Devin Bunker. Yeah, bug. Ray, uh, Spec wearing number one. Ray. being caller number one, because Book is wearing number one. Walk on.
0: I think Wolf was pretty clear right there. Be caller number one right now. 602-260-9870. Caller number one. What do you get for being caller number one, Wolf? Well, you get to go see Metallica and Pantera. That's a pretty good deal. (laughs) Walk on home, boy.
1: Bring your knee pads and your elbow pads, if you know what I mean. Cause it might get a little nasty in the mosh Maybe some hockey gloves, too, so you can do a little, <laughs> a
0: little shoving in the face.
1: Hey, did you notice right there, man? The voice was a little better, that right? Was... It was a little bit better. There was no cracking of the voice right there. I mean, it was on the edge, yes, granted.
0: It's got to be on the edge, though,
1: right? It's, Isn't that the whole goal? It, yes, but when I was doing it every day, man, I could boom. I could bang that thing out. And once again, I never knew when it was going to come. I never knew what it was. I, I would be scrambling in my brain for... For. Who am I calling out? Who who's it going to be? What? Why? You know. It's, and you, you panic sometimes.
0: No, I think that's a good point. I don't, I don't know how many listeners know that. Now we're doing it all this week. Every time Wolf does it, we're giving away Metallica and Pantera tickets, right? So we kind of have behind the scenes a little bit of an idea of when we're going to do it, just for planning the show. But when you used to do that every single day, and yeah. I remember filling in, doing a show with you, they wouldn't tell you. They would just play the music. Nope. You'd be, you know, getting something out of your bag, and you'd sprint over to the mic and just start doing it. <laughs> there was no warning. And I thought I was going to
1: ease my way into some beautiful part of the program. Oh, no. Here comes the band, call out. But it, <laughs> it totally kept me on the edge of my seat, though, the whole time. It feels good to do it. It does. I'm going to admit it. It feels Wait, good. When you hear it's that the song. the best thing, Seriously, one of the best things about playing football yeah. is you can scream. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, when do you die? You, know, you, you can scream, and nobody cared. It's, nobody. I, it's
0: the same in basketball and hockey. I don't know that it's the same in baseball, but yeah. it definitely, it, it, you're right. There's one of the best things about, like, a, a contact sport, yes. a high-speed sport. You can yell, and nobody cares because everybody else is yelling, too. Every,
1: everyone else. They don't get – they don't understand you unless – you're yelling. <laughs> they don't. They don't
0: get it. You know how they're whispering on the uh, on the field. Um, when you hear that song randomly, because sometimes I'll just hear it, like it just be on the radio. Yeah. I'm waiting for Wolf to like. Do you do you instinctively sit up like I got to yell? It, there's something? no doubt about it, man. It, it does. They but should, That felt good right there. They should get you on the stage at that concert and just have you do the opening song. <laughs> do
2: you that imagine?
0: That would be, if we got, I mean, that would be fantastic. Would you do what? it? What? Would you,
2: if they brought you up on stage, would you do it?
0: Oh,
1: no, I would not. Okay, maybe give me a microphone. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: How Are freaking you? cool.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, only that part of it. Just though, that part. Though, of right? I wouldn't have Would to, you go,
2: uh, re... Expect oh, the Wolf word. and Luke
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You've I done the open to their that.
0: show about as or that song about as many times as, as anybody except they have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh boy, that'd be cool. That, that would God. be pretty fantastic. Uh, all right, we got the Cardinals welcoming the Patriots. Hopefully, they're not too welcoming to the uh, the Patriots coming to town on uh, on Monday night for the uh, <laughs> the game. This looks like the sort of game. Wolf, at least on paper, that maybe the defense can can steal the Cardinals a win here or get the Cardinals a win. There's, there's been a couple times this season where the defense has played well enough for them to win. And I would dare say, I could look back now at all the wins, every game the Cardinals have won, their defense played pretty well.
1: Yeah no you you're right um the defense of course has been good from time to time um it's amazing because if you look at the numbers on the Arizona Cardinals defense they they're not good they're they're really not good uh, their rush defense is pretty good right in the middle of the league for the most part and that's good right i mean that is But, man, we've seen them when a team lowers the plow and hits the gas and really commits to trying to run the ball. That's when I think the Cardinals have had some rough patches defensively. Um, And I think we're going to see that again. I really do on Monday night. I think Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, they're going to come in here having watched some of the tape, of course, and in particular the 49ers tape in the second half um, the way they came out and they ran the ball and committed to running the ball and the success the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan had once they started running the ball and how it opened everything else up for their offense, I honestly feel this is what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to come in here and they're going to dedicate themselves to running the ball. The Patriots, on the other hand, their defense has actually been really, really good Top 10 defense, for the most part, in all three major metrics of yards per game, rushing yards per game, and passing yards per game. Top 10 in, uh, per game and per attempts. Think about that, man. I mean, that to me is going to, it's going to create a situation where it's going to be interesting to see what the Arizona Cardinals try to do. What they try to do in terms of moving the ball, because we know that they made a commitment to running the football in their last game against the Chargers. They made a commitment to running the football. Will they do that again against the Patriots? A lot of that is going to be determined by what the score is.
0: Well, that's, uh, you know, the Patriots, when you you look at the Patriots' offense, it really is it's pretty much a no-name offense other than, you know, Ramondre Stevenson. Other than, I mean, for the most part it's just you know, for a while they were going with Bailey Zappi, I mean, Mac Jones was hurt, they, they were kind of sticking with Zappi, then they went back to Jones. Jones has not taken a step forward this year like he he, you know, he, he showed some promise last year. He was they looked good in the Thanksgiving Day game that was a loss, but for the most part Mac Jones has kind of been all over the place. Their leading receiver is Jacoby Myers. It's not it's not some amazing player. They are winning their games. The Patriots are Because of their defense, and I have to think Bill Belichick is obviously a big part of their success, too, because of what you said, they look at the team they're playing and they're like, all right, we can beat them this way. We can exploit this. And that's why the Patriots are hanging around. If you put this offense on another team... They're not anywhere near the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and we played the clips earlier this week of Bill Belichick uh, talking about how good DeAndre Hopkins is. Here's Hopkins responding to that.
3: Yeah, no, very meaningful. Uh guy like Belichick uh, is, is one of the most respected people in the NFL. Um, and obviously, he's a, he's a Hall of Fame coach. And, you know, for him to have that hot praise about me, um, I think it, it's definitely mutual. Love playing against him. Uh, after every game, I try to make sure, you know, I, I, I say, Hey, what's up, Ten? Um, yeah, so um, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for Control That's
1: so cool, man. I mean, it really is right there. You know, D Hop. Um when he says that, that carries a lot of weight too. Yeah, you just don't. I love the fact, D Hop. We had a cut uh, that you played earlier, where he was talking about. I don't want to get into a Kyler PSA, right? Because that's not D Hop. It really is. I got it right here. Yeah, yeah. If fired you fired off, man, uh,
3: yeah. I'm not. I'm not one to give a PSA about Kyler. I think he played hard. Uh, obviously, it's, it's 11 people out there on the field not just him. And I think uh, 10 other people got to do their job uh, for him to be successful. So uh, one thing I know about Kyler is you know, he loves his game. I can tell you just from playing Hopkins
0: Cuts on this yeah. show – they're all about fifteen to twenty seconds. You're never going to get a minute and ten seconds. DeAndre Hopkins cut, but they're also not three seconds. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. And he says something in those fifteen to twenty seconds every time.
1: Yeah, I just you know, can you imagine D. Hop? Uh, the respect that he has, the regard that he has for somebody when he says it. How much that must mean to you as a player or to a coach, knowing what a great player he truly is, and also knowing that he's not prone to lavishing praise on people. He isn't.
0: When he he gives it, it means something. All right. when we come back over to basketball again, how do the Phoenix Suns respond after two poor games? They typically respond pretty well after one, but that wasn't the case last night, so what needs to change? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. So I had this realization like... Within the last hour, Wolf. I keep forgetting about this and then remembering it, so it'll be interesting to see if I even make the appointment. I have to go to the dentist today.
1: Oh no, Hey, really? go to the dentist.
0: Okay, yeah, and that's, it's just for tall. cleaning, but I still hate it because I'm, okay. I'm convinced they're always gonna they're always gonna find something, right? They're yes. always no matter what they'll they'll take like the little drill to your tooth and be like, "Oh, we found a hole here." Sorry. Yes. Um, so my response has been the last like three breaks to just go find candy around the newsroom and eat as much of it as I can. Okay, know, good. Yeah, that'll probably show probably not them. a good way to go, right there. No, it's, you it's, know, it's, brush them up. Um, you know,
1: they are gonna find something. <laughs> Course. And they, and they get angry down. when uh, they can't
0: find something. They're yes. like, oh, you think you're perfect with your perfect teeth? You know, I always tell them right now, shoot me up, Doc. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> just shoot Even me if it's up. a cleaning? I, I don't need a cleaning. I don't <laughs> care. Shoot me up. I just, the blue juice is, um, I handle the blue juice very, very well. I synthesize the blue juice. Does <laughs> well, that make sense?
0: <laughs> Yeah, kind of oddly enough, it does. I'm not going to ask them for the blue juice when I go in to get my cleaning today. Well, why not? I feel like the
2: point is when you go to the dentist to avoid all needles. Yes. (laughs) See, that's
0: a good way to live your life. Yeah, but it's not a bad way to go. They jab you up there and then you can't feel it. Well, I like kind of going in on the offensive. Like, I know you're going to try and find something wrong. Right, You want to put the needle there. So I'm just know just call for it.
1: Come on, stick it in the face, Doc. I don't care. I mean, honestly, this is
2: <laughs> how many shots have I instead. had
1: right now? Like, I care. Okay. He's like, okay, you're gonna feel a little prick here, you know? Hey, bud, just shoot me up. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the tact. Of, I'm just hey, gonna try and eat as much candy as I can before yeah, okay, I go in, right? right. Yeah, no. The reason I bring this up, like,
1: is, he's got to warn me, like, here, yeah. if you're gonna feel here. a
0: little prick.
1: Hey, doc. Do you have any idea how many shots I've had in my life?
0: I I am a big fan of when they're like, you might feel some gentle discomfort. And it's like, "Ah, what? Right. Like, uh, like Will Ferrell and Elf. Remember when they just come up and they just take (laughs) He just like, he screams so loud. He's, uh, he's silent. All right. uh, Speaking of going to the dentist, watching that game last night was like going to the dentist. Wolf. Now I can compare the two of them. Okay. Um, That was miserable last night for the Phoenix Suns. Why do you say that, Luke? Because it was awful. (laughs) It was terrible and every possible way uh, Don't I, say. I know you want to talk some da here. And last time I set you up for this with like eight seconds left in the segment, and Maloney gave me a look like, "What are you doing, doing this right now?" So here you go. We got the full segment here. Take it any direction you want, but I'm not the only one, and you're not the only one. And we've heard people associated with the team, yeah. And they said on the broadcast last night too. You're getting out physical by Boston. Boston's yeah. a physical team, but come on.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I have to tell you. Anybody who's listened to me, you know that I am a DA fan. I really am. Um, but, man, it's he, he was mind-numbing last night. <laughs> uh, there's no other way to say it. He was mind-numbing to me. Um, go back and watch the game. No. Think about him saying he's the tone-setter of the team. Because he is the tone setter of this team. He truly is. And then watch the inexplicable lack of awareness, of, of effort and engagement from DeAndre Ayton, man. I mean, watching him throw the ball away, watching him miss bunnies underneath the basket, watching him put the ball on the floor beneath the basket. <laughs> Watching him pull the ball down every time he grabs the ball, he pulls the ball down. And watching a defender strip the ball from him. How many times? It it happened multiple times in the game last night. Uh, watching him stare at shots that go up without him breaking towards the basket. watching I mean, you know, we're talking about being 10, 12 feet, and he's got a clean path to... He'll stand there and watch the shot go up without moving towards the basket. You know, oh man, he's the tone setter. He really is. D.A. is that guy. And the tone he set last night, it reminds me of... Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> on a foggy night and when reading Edgar Allan Poe aloud in a home
0: on a foggy night. it just It's terrifying. It's not a real uh, uplifting tone if you're setting it that way. I, I've been trying to zero in on, on I, I've told you this a few times, Wolf, this season. I kind of came into the season making peace with the fact that DA's not going to be that superstar that people want him to be, but he still has a lot of value to this team. Sort of like like, okay, I'm tired of looking at this guy as the number one overall pick who went ahead of Luca, who last year was fighting for a max extension, all that stuff. That, because at this point, he is here and he does have value. And so I'm trying to view okay. it that way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm trying to parse what we have seen, because a couple of weeks ago after the Patrick Beverly incident, we see him go out there and dominate two yes. games. It's like, oh, hey, here we go. It was, it was four it, that it, I finally put together. Yeah, you're right, it was. Um, But those first two in particular, 29 and 21, and just – I'm kind (laughs) of – He is the tone setter. You're right. He said that he, and, and and he is for better or for worse. What I don't think he necessarily is going to be very often is the answer. I don't think you're going to go out there and have a game where, Hey, we can't hit a shot. We need some, we need DA to take over. I think DA is a big part of when this team wins games. I'm not trying to minimize that. I'm not the get rid of DA guy. I'm not that guy, but I don't think when you have a game like last night and he couldn't have saved them last night. No, but you know, the Dallas game the night before or two get two nights before or a Game 7 of the, the series against the Mavericks, when guys come out and aren't shooting well, it's not like... Like, if the Suns are going to miss a bunch of shots, then in theory, shouldn't D.A. have 20 rebounds because there's a bunch of missed shots? <laughs> like, if Devin Booker's not hitting his shots, couldn't he get some second-chance points? I just don't think D.A., you're not going to see very often where... Nobody else has it and DA drags you to a win. We need to stop expecting that.
1: Yeah, you know, just it's so weird um because once again the worst part was watching his teammates watch him. And um you you can see sometimes if you if you look for it, Basinonians, you can see the uh displeasure, let's put it that way, on their faces sometimes when he he continues to be right underneath the basket and pull the ball down. and bam, here comes the strip. <laughs> you know, once again, Now throw it in, get him down in the low, po- and he pulls the ball down and here's the strip. And you can see it on their faces. And uh, that concerns me. <laughs> okay, in the moment, can I just say this in the moment, as I'm watching it at the compound? The one overwhelming thought I have watching all of this is, you're so gone. (laughs) January 15th, if in fact they want to move him and he wants to be, I'm thinking to myself, this is the inconsistent DA. And you're a mad king. That's what you are. You're a mad king. You've got great talent. And everyone knows you're the most talented guy in the locker room. And yet you can't bring to bear that consistency in your effort, in your tenacity, in your intensity. And I'm wondering what Monty Williams is thinking as he's watching that. I'm wondering what James Jones is thinking as a former professional athlete, what he's thinking when he's watching that. I'm wondering what book and see what everyone's thinking when they watch that. I, I love D.A., yet at the same time, man, the definition of a mad king is being the most talented guy in the room from a physical perspective who has a hard time bringing that talent to bear on a consistent basis. It is the definition
0: of a mad king. And it wears on you. Yeah. You know, when the season started, I kind of, in addition to, okay, this is how I'm going to watch this team this year, this is how I'm going to view DeAndre Ayton, I, I kind of put it in my mind, of, I, I don't need to have the conversation about Kevin Durant again unless something happens. And so by doing that... I kind of put January 15th out of my mind, but January 15th was sent to me a lot during the game last night, and you could see it on Twitter a lot, too, and I do wonder, Wolf, because at the start of the year, why I was able to put January 15th, that date out of my mind, the date that DA can be traded if he's, if he starts to sign off on it for sure, but the reason I put that out of my mind was, okay, I think the Suns are, are gonna evaluate, and I think... As much as I don't like the fact that Jay Crowder is still technically on the roster but not traded, I think it's because James Jones is being patient and evaluating what he wants to do. I don't think the Suns are just going to sit here and roll into the playoffs 57 games from now or whatever it is like this. Oh, we're fine. Yeah, we're losing big games, but whatever. We're fine. They're not going to do that. They're going to make a move. I assumed, especially when they started the way they did, that they would be so good on January 15th that DeAndre Ayton wouldn't even be a thought. You're going to keep him. But they've got 19 games between now and January 15th. If things start to go south, I would assume anything's on the table because let's not pretend that the window to win a championship isn't right now. It's not three years from now. It's right Right. now. It doesn't feel like it today because you just got embarrassed by the Celtics, but it is right now.
1: I just, you know, honestly, it's so difficult to watch it. I know D.A. He had a great run. There's no doubt about it. We are looking at him. We're, this is it, man. Pat Bev. He's the one who did it, and this is it. And you can see the potential that is there right now. You can see the potential that is there, and suddenly you give him a little sugar and it runs
0: down his leg. Here, so save this passion because we're going to bring in Kellen Olsen. We get to yell at him in just a minute. He's, uh, we're going to get his thoughts on what, uh, on what the issue was last night against the Celtics, and I can tell you right now I'm going to ask him about these Mavericks games. Uh, our own son's guru joins us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.